Hey, Katie. Yeah. I've been dropping so many hints. What? And you're just not getting it. Oh, <laughs> silly me. As always. Uh, so uh, this is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. And Katie, we're not alone this week. We are not. So we are joined by the host of the pop culture podcast, uh, Things Gay People Like. Um, he has worked as an audio describer for TV and film and is a singer with the Dublin Gospel Choir in his spare time and has performed in various musicals over the years. This is Kevin Sherwin. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Kevin, I didn't know that about the Gospel Choir. That's very interesting. Yeah, I actually I have been a member of, at various points in the past. Not okay. not at the moment, but um, but That's it's a great okay. it's a great uh, choir to be involved with. The gospel music is amazing to sing. And they've done yeah. so many exciting things over the years. Um, I remember, I think the best thing I did was at the very beginning of John Legend's career, he was playing in Vicar Street. And so we sang with him for a couple of songs. And like to look back now and be like, we sang with John Legend in, on stage in Dublin. It's pretty cool. Like, so yeah, I love, I love being in the choir. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun and really nice, nice gang as well. Yeah, because like not to be all me, but um, I'm not very religious, but I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with gospel music yeah yeah same actually yeah I've been I'm always like that in school I was in the gospel choir and I loved it every yeah I love every bit of it yeah there's something about that style of music it's so passionate and Mm -hmm. I think this choir actually started from they just loved sister act two and they wanted to sing like joyful (laughs) joyful and stuff that's how the choir came to be so it's just it's so uplifting and so so fun yeah I used to tell people I want to be a nun because I watched sister (laughs) act and I was like I want to be a nun (laughs) <laughs> oh there's no there's not a more absurd image in this world than katie's a nun I, that would not be allowed <laughs> no. well, anyway anyway how is everyone how are you kevin what's up what's going on in life I'm, yeah i'm good thanks i'm good thanks i'm actually just back from a weekend away over in england i went to margate pride and uh, margate is just a little town on, on the coast of kent and uh who who was headlining Pride only the Sugar Babe? So I'm I've got it all fresh in my mind. So I'm very much ready to talk about them. But no, I am well. I'm good. All good. Thanks, Katie. How are you? Ah, uh, don't ask. And um, now I'm resting. But I I felt so sick in work all day, and I think it's changing the weather. <laughs> Not to be that person, but I do mm. genuinely think it's because we went from like such extreme conditions to just regular Irish weather that my body's like nah I'm out like it was awful um and I'm up at 7 a.m and I don't want to think about it but I am going to see the gorillas tomorrow so I'm excited oh where are they playing three arena oh very good yeah I'm really really excited so other than that I'm just trying to thrive how are you Evan well I've had a day Oh, you have actually. So, Let's see. Yeah. Um, I usually set my alarm. So I start work at quarter past nine. I usually set my alarm for about six. So I get up earlier than I should. In this case, I didn't get up till ten to eight. And I, my work's about twenty minutes away from me on the bus. <laughs> so yeah, I was literally scrounging to get together. I'm tired and I'm dying for a shower. Mm-mm. Yeah, I had mine before the podcast. Obviously, no one else can see this, but my hair is very wet at the minute, but that's fine. We're all looking fabulous on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree, Kevin. I agree. There we go. So um, I unfortunately forgot to put up the comments box again for Comments Corner about our Heather's episode. But Kevin, let's just ask you, have you seen Heather's? 
No, do you know, I haven't. And I've ne- I know that the musical is really popular as well. And I haven't, no, I've never seen the film, so I'm useless. I have no comment to make. Oh. Well, I didn't see it until preparation for the episode. Ah. And I will recommend it highly. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard great things and I, I need to get on that. So it's not yeah. what you expect. Unless okay. you do a podcast about it, then you probably oh. would expect yeah. it. But like, I was like, what? I just didn't expect it. I was obsessed. So. Right, right, right. The only real recollection I have of it is, you know, all the references in Drag Race years ago about Heathers. And then there was a sound on TikTok. I think that was big yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, apart from that, I'm kind of a complete newbie to it, though. So I'll have to check it out. Do. I, I think you should. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to pop news. No, oh, it's been a week. <laughs> so it's it's coming up to a year since she was freed from her 13-year conservatorship. However, it seems that people are now demanding hashtag justice for Britney. After her ex-husband and father of her children, Kevin Federline, sat down with ITV News to share that Britney's boys have chosen not to see their mother paint uh their mother painting her painting her as an unfit mother. Brittany responded via her Instagram saying, and I'm going to pull the screenshot up here, if you don't mind. And I can't find it on my phone. <laughs> I didn't know about that. That's you didn't know about this? No, I think I've been under a rock. I literally work. That's all I do. So I didn't hear about this. That's mad. Yeah, it was really, really full on. Uh, yeah. And it moved really quickly with, you know, comments from both sides. And yeah, it was, oh, it was wow. dark. Yeah, so what Brittany said was, in addition to what I said on my story, as their stepmom says, whatever is happening outside this home has nothing to do with with this home. I would like to share the door to the outside is taken is a token to the white gate I've been kept from for 15 years. The conservatorship has only been over for eight months. Being able to have cash from the outside world for the first time is extremely enlightening. Are we all equal now? As in uh, even equality? Reminder that the trauma and insults that come from fame and this business not only affects me, but uh, my children as well. I'm only human and I've done my best. I honestly would like to share my two cents. I daringly would like to uh, for the Federlines to watch the um, video. Other artists have made much worse uh, than their children were extremely young. She finished during my conservatorship. I was controlled and monitored for 15 years. I needed permission to take Tylenol. I should embark on doing way more than going topless at the beach like a baby. If I'm not surprised that it's just my family did share of their interviews, they will too. I'm not surprised at all their behavior and their approach, what I've dealt with. So uh, the videos, so Kate had responded sharing two videos of Britney with her boys where she appears to be yelling at them. One video saw Britney say she would take one of the boys' phones away after not wearing shoes at a grocery store. Hmm. I mean, it was all to me anyway, it was all just typical mother in a slightly bad mood kind of talk. Like the fact that it was put out to expose in quotation marks, this terrible treatment. And it was all completely run of the mill to me. And just I think it really backfired on it. And all Kevin there, I think. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody seems to be in agreement. Like all the comments on Instagram were like, this is not like you think this is bad. You should have been in my house when I was growing up, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not a good look. No, no, that is not a good look for him. But uh, I'm glad everyone is like calling him out on it. 
Oh, completely. <laughs> like like almost 100. I didn't see anything, anything that was backing up his, his point of view at all. So, yeah, because everyone can relate to like motherhood and like growing up and like, yeah. like everything. And even a lot of older people, well, I mean older, but I mean, like maybe like a few generations before us that were getting better around like exactly. and it's just the norm you know so like screaming yeah. at your child is nothing and there's so much it. yeah there's so much support behind Brittany now it's going to take a lot more than that to even make a dent in that you know absolutely yeah absolutely I agree yeah absolutely so we're going to move on so we all know Brittany's less famous sister Jamie Lynn Spears uh she seems to never be out of hot water so Paul Butcher, who played Dustin Brooks on Zoe 101, sat down with Noah Beck and Larray on their podcast, put a sock in it to promote his new single, Horses. I can imagine what that song's about. Um, <laughs> I hope it's not about horses at all. <laughs> when asked about his former co-star, Jamie Lynn Spears, Paul shared how uh, the hopes for a reboot were dashed. Uh, he shared that after the cast had a reunion on All That, there were talks from Nickelodeon about the possibility of a real reboot. When the idea of the music video for the Zoe 101 theme song came around, Paul and the rest of the OG cast were promised creative control. Paul shared that Jamie Lynn's publicist said that Paul wouldn't have creative control and that he'd just end up riding a scooter or something. Paul then revealed that his team reached out to Nickelodeon for more information about this, and they responded saying they were not involved in the music video and that Jamie Lynn was doing this all on her own. Paul said, looking back at the video, the logos and visuals were changed to avoid copyright from Nickelodeon. He said uh, he pulled out of the video the night before because no script was sent out. The big revelation came, however, when it was revealed that none of the original Zoe 101 cast members got paid for their parts in the music video. The video had cameos from well-known figures such as Jojo Siwa, Noah Beck, Dixie D'Amelio, etc., who all got paid. Jamie apparently told her former castmates that there was no budget for the cast for the video. Right. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Snake. <laughs> she is a snake also the biggest thing that i'm like stuck on here is that dustin's real name is paul <laughs> paul butcher that's weird to me that's too regular for like that character um but yeah she is a snake i've nothing else to say she ruined my childhood by getting pregnant so <laughs> was was always when i won a big deal because i'm a good bit older than you guys i think was that a big show in your Girls, yeah yeah I think we, yeah, it was, it was our gener, like it was me and Evan's age that really got like the peak. We were also the high school musical kids, oh, like yeah. the high, oh, just high school musical one though, like it caught us perfectly. We were <laughs> like 11, 12. And then by the time we were 13, we didn't care about it anymore. And then right, that's okay. when the sequel of like that came out and stuff. And we were kind of like, meh. Yeah, yeah, give yeah, it, yeah. Give her, give her, leave Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Zoe 101 um, was kind of like our OC, I guess, in a way. Okay. I was too old for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> what did I have? Yeah, I don't know what you... <laughs> I'm, like, like... I'm too old for OC. What's that? I had like Beverly Hills 90210. If we're talking about teen dramas, uh, that was the one. Yeah, so it was kind of like a time. kid's version of that. <laughs> yeah, it was a kid's version of that. I remember watching that. I actually did watch that, but I used to watch oh, yeah. the reruns of that uh, yeah. um, on RT2 at 9 o'clock at night. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I used to just watch RT <laughs> religiously. It's actually really weird. Um, any show that was an RT too, yeah, I just I've watched it. I watched it all. Great RT two is getting a great plug from this. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie Lynn's Snake, uh, that that video is a mess. Have you guys seen it? I've never seen it. No, 
Oh, it's the biggest out of crap in life up there. Oh, the music video. Yeah, the music video for the remix. Oh yeah, no. All the random cameos. No, the song's kind of a banger though. Song always has banger. been. It, the song's good, like. Okay, so right, right, okay. Actually, yeah, that, it's not good, but it's nostalgic. Yeah, <laughs> that counts for a lot. You can look yeah. back at something that reminds you of a time and actually really love it, even though it's maybe not the best. Yeah, 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 definitely. Right, so we all know the famous family classic, The Wizard of Oz, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a stable in basically everyone's lives, and we all love it so much. But it looks like this film is getting the remake treatment. With blackish director Kenya Barris set to direct. Oh, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, like it's a, it's a, like it doesn't get much more classic than The Wizard of Oz. However, it is from the thirties. Everything else has been remade. Maybe mm-hmm. let somebody else have a go at telling a slightly different version of the story. Um, I wouldn't be like dying to see it, but I'd be okay with it. Yeah. So, um, I'm not a fan of remake especially like you Mm. just said if it's a classic I'm like there is no need but I do understand what you're saying of let somebody else tell it a different way like let Mm. a new generation like kind of be a part of something that like would have like hit so hard to us but I won't be in a rush to see that now myself because I just sequels unless it's like it like Harry Potter let's say like which is Mm. actually a series sequels are stupid in my eyes and they're just money makers and they're just money grabbers and and obviously that's what it is like people make films to make money i know that and i understand that but sometimes i'm just like leave it alone i mean it's very it's very rare for a sequel or a remake to top the original i'll say that Uh, apart from sister act 2 of course but uh yeah i think (laughs) i'd I'd be more interested in in, if we're talking about oz related stuff much more interested in the the wicked films that are coming out the oz great and powerful movie was good well, I loved Mariah's song from it, Almost Home. Stream it now on your the favorite streaming service. But I haven't <laughs> seen the film. I haven't seen the film. Almost Home was great, though. <laughs> I would have loved to do the Mariah episode of your podcast, but you've already oh, had one. Oh, no. I'm a bit late on that one. Honestly, I would love to have you, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well. Right, okay. So we all love the 90s. As Kevin just Remember saying. them well, yeah. <laughs> So do we. And we love 90s sitcoms. So Thursday nights on NBC ruled the airwaves with Seinfeld and Friends airing back to back. And it seems like Jerry Seinfeld is taking credit for this. In a recent interview, Lisa Kudrow revealed early into Friends run, she ran into Jerry Seinfeld at a party. He said, I remember, she said, I remember going to some party and Jerry Seinfeld was there. And I said, hi. And he said, you're welcome. I said, why, thank you. And then she responded, what? He said, you're on after us in the summer and you're welcome. Oh, this must have, I mean, Friends became the biggest thing ever. Like, is he talking about uh, like how the show was launched? Credit for Friends success because they were on after Seinfeld. I mean, on on American network television, I think the lead in is a big deal. Like shows can thrive or really struggle depending on what is immediately before it. So, Mm -hmm. um, and have you ever seen as well, if you're ever in America, like the, the ending credits, like there's an ad break, then there's the ending credits just by themselves. And that yeah. goes straight into the start of the next show, which is crazy to me. But um, I say he's right. <laughs> Probably <laughs> he's controversial right. take. Yeah, it was the biggest show on TV. People were already watching NBC. I'll stick around and see what the next thing is. And of course, they loved it. But I'm going to say Team Jerry. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. 
I get where you're coming from, though. I didn't know that about like the ending credits went straight into the next show. It's so, so weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he probably did have a big part. Like, if it wasn't on before Seinfeld, was would it be as big as it is now? Yeah, and look, loads of shows have flopped even following hit shows. So it is obviously the reason people love it is because of the great writing, the great cast, just how good yeah. a show it is. But yeah. it can't have hurt. It can't have hurt. I'll say that much at least. Yeah, I think I agree <laughs> with that, to be honest. Okay, so this is the last headline. So um, the teen drama has been ever present on television. So off the back of the new show, HBO Max's Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, the executive producer of the show, Roberto Aguera Secasa, has admitted the show exists in the same universe as Riverdale. This has been greeted with mixed reactions from fans, given the fact that Cole Sprouse is mentioned in an episode of Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. This was further picked apart when it was proven that Lucy Hale not only played Aria on Pretty Little Liars, but also played Katie Keene on the, on the Riverdale spinoff of the same name. He then, today I saw this, after I wrote this, Roberto confirms that they, they there won't be a PLL original scene in Riverdale crossover. The show will remain a slasher and there won't be any supernatural plot in the fu- in future seasons. I mean... He just like backtracks straight away. <laughs> now, I, I don't watch either of those shows, so I don't know why I'm the first one to chime in. But what I will say is that from what I know of Riverdale, it seems to have thrown its own rules and logic out the window a long time ago. <laughs> so that kind of checks out for me. Yeah, I only watched like one and a half seasons of Riverdale. I love mm-hmm. to do one and a half of things. If I can't right. get into the second season, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, it's just ridiculous now. I don't even know how it's still getting, getting like made on mm. Netflix. Like, I don't even know who's still watching it, actually, for enjoyment. I don't understand. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Yeah, I so I binged the new original scene show this week because I was such a pretty little liars fan back in the day that was the PLL generation yeah yeah and did um, it hold up to that one yeah Stand so I was yeah. like I was like I didn't know I was it's much like darker and stuff like that the only thing I would say it's similar with Riverdale is the set design which is oh. great Riverdale does have great sets but I'm just like with everyone else please keep it separate because it's actually a good show and it's much darker and edgier okay Oh, the original sin is a new thing. So they, yeah, so it exists in the same universe as the original show and Riverdale, but now it doesn't, I guess. Oh, mm. right. Okay. <laughs> this is a mess. Riverdale must <laughs> no, be on its going. last legs at this stage, anyway. What is it on I season think it, six? It's or going into there? its final season, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It wants to be. <laughs> I, I actually don't like it at all. Um, but I think that's also no. Actually, I'm gonna be like, I think that's me being stubborn. It's not. It's just like you said, Kevin. It's just after throwing all of its like things out the window, and it's like, nah, they'll just just do whatever now. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that bothers me. That's why I jumped off uh, Glee in season two. I was like, this thing does not make any sense. Like characters are acting completely different from episode to episode. I'm out. Sorry if that's yeah. your favorite job of all time, Evan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get up and leave right now. Thank you. <laughs> Quit live on air. Too disrespectful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is like Katie last week, disrespecting another musical show I like. Yeah, what was, was that? High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, I like that. I, I watched Yay! that. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? I don't get it. You haven't <laughs> seen a second. We're not, we're not doing this again. Okay. <laughs> Katie, please introduce this week's topic. This week, Evan and Kevin 
walk this way so we can talk about a girl or three and maybe get caught up caught in a moment while I most definitely push Evan's buttons. But that only makes our friendship stronger. It never gets ugly. It makes our oh I did the wrong job. Oh, never mind. Uh, it never gets ugly because I am, of course, a little miss perfect. And if you haven't gotten it from that or the title, yes, ladies and gents, days and thems, we will be speaking about the sugar babes this week. So, Evan and Kevin, what is your history with the sugar babes? Do you want to go first? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> um, my history with the sugar babes, I need to take you back to the year 2000. Um, <laughs> It was a it was a it was a time of pop where everyone was smiley and happy and jumping around. And I enjoyed that. That was fine. So I used to watch, you know, CD UK for those of my generation um, on a Saturday morning. You had Atomic Kitten, you had Steps, you had S Club. I like all them uh, to, to one degree or another. And then along comes this three piece girl group um, who weren't smiling, who were just sitting there, you know, glumly, barely doing any choreography, singing this really interesting new sounding pop like if it was overload and I was just immediately like intrigued I was like what is going on here like this is so different to to everything else that's out there I want to know more the album came out loved the lineup changes happened we can talk about that I'm sure we'll get into that but as as through the the the, the story of the sugar babes there's been various points of kind of resonance for me um throughout my life like just before I came out to my parents I, I listened to one particular song on repeat because I just bought the album that day so whenever I hear that that's my little coming out anthem but um yeah and, and then the last 10 years I mean hopefully we'll talk about it the last 10 years of waiting for the originals to to, to finally get the name back anyway it's been it's been a journey I'll say that much and that is a summary of my um my past and my connection with the group over to you Okay, so uh, my history with Sugar Babes, I grew up with two older sisters. So in a time before Spotify, we had to listen to music either on the radio or we had music videos on TV. So I remember the music video for Hole in the Head, specifically that was on a lot. Yeah. And I remember thinking Mutia was like the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen in my life. And I just <laughs> thought she was cool looking as well. Like she was just edgy and stuff. Yeah. So I just remember it was that second lineup was the one that I, I think I was introduced to. Mm. Lineup number two um yeah and just like their like songs are always on the radio and stuff and their music videos are always on tv so yeah i've kind of grown up with them a little bit yeah they were inescapable for quite a while like that second lineup um i would say is most people's favorite probably because it was just the most successful like they just they started off that lineup with the number one and and we'll get into the the the, the discography but for me like the, the group that i encountered and the magic of the Sugar Babes for me is that Muchi Akisha Siobhan original lineup. Um, but look, there are songs and bits from all generations that I really enjoy. So it's just good stuff all around. Katie, what's your history with the Sugar Babes? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty much just so basic and <laughs> just noting from the radio. Yeah. That's it. That's genuinely like, as Evan said, like I grew up with them because I grew up listening to them on the radio and they were very, very successful. But other than that, like I've no connection. I've no nothing. I'm just like, yeah, they're good. You know, the big hits. Yeah, that's it. That's everything. Mm. So it's us guys. <laughs> well, you're in for quite a saga here. <laughs> we yeah, talked that's... about how it all went down. I actually didn't look <laughs> into them because I was like, you know what? I want to learn today. I want to learn. <laughs> So hopefully I will. Okay, so we're going to recap the career of the Sugar Babes. Are you guys ready? Ready. Mm -hmm. 
So they were formed in 1998 by All States manager Ron Tom. The members were Mutia Buena, Kisha Buchanan and Siobhan Donaghy. Uh, in 2000, they released their debut single, Overload, and it reached number six in the UK. In uh, November 2000, uh, their debut album, One Touch, was released. The singles were Overload, New Year, Run For Cover, and Soul Sound, and it debuted at number 26. So in August of 2001, Siobhan left the group, and this is when Heidi Range stepped in, and then they signed to Island Records. So in April of 2002, they released Freak Like Me, the first single with Heidi, and it went to number one. In August of 2002, Angels with Dirty Faces is released. The singles were Freak Like Me, Round Round, Stronger, Angels with Dirty Faces and Shape. And it reached number two in the UK. And that's when they went on the uh, Angels with Dirty Faces tour. So in October 2003, uh, they released the album Three. The singles were Hole in the Head, Two Lost in You, In the Middle, Caught in a Moment. And that reached number three in the UK charts. So they went on the Three tour in 2004. So then in late 2004, they sang on the charity single, Do They Know It's Christmas. In October 2005, the group came back from a brief hiatus and uh, with Push the Button. They released uh, the album Taller in More Ways. The singles were Push the Button, Ugly, Red Dress and Follow Me Home. In December 2005, Mutia left the group and Amel Bereba stepped in. Taller in More Ways was repackaged to include Amel's vocals on some tracks. March 2006, they went on the Taller in More Ways tour. November 2006, they released the greatest hits album, Overloaded, the singles collection, and it featured a new song called Easy, which reached number three in the UK. March 2007, Sugar Babes teamed up with Girls Aloud for a walk this way. So around this time, they embarked on the greatest hits tour. October 2007, they released the album Change. The singles were About You Now, Change and Denial, and it reached number one in the UK. In March 2008, they embarked on the Change tour. October 2008, the album Catfights and Spotlights was released, and the singles were Girls and No Can Do, which debuted at number eight. April 2009, the Sugar Babe signed to Jay-Z's label Rock Nation in the US. August 2009, they released Get Sexy, which initially featured Keisha's, Keisha's vocals. September 2009, Amel was rumoured to have left following missing performances and promo. Later this month, uh, Keisha was removed from the Sugar Babes and replaced with Jade Ewan. March 2010, Sweet 7 was released. Singles were Get Sexy, About a Girl and Wear My Kiss and debuted number 14 in the UK. So September 2011, the Sugar Babes released the single uh, Freedom, which was meant to be from their upcoming album, uh, and it was available for free on Amazon. The Sugar, Sugar Babes 4.0 uh, then disbanded. In April 2012, Mutia, Keisha and Siobhan formed uh, MKS and signed the Polydor. June 2013, uh, MKS released Flatline. November 2013, they embarked on the Sacred Three tour. So they do a bunch of gigs, and then 2019 rolls around, MKS win back the rights to the Sugar Babes name, and they reform as the Sugar Babes. So the group featured on DJ Spoonie's Flowers. May 2021, uh, Sugar Babes released the MNEK remix of their song Run For Cover. Later in the year, they released the 20th anniversary edition of One Touch. June 2022, Sugar Babes headline Mighty Hoopla, and they also appear at Glastonbury. July 2022, they support Westlife on tour in Dublin. Uh, the single Flatline has since been re-released under the Sugar Babes name. And in October of 2022, they'll be heading out on a UK tour. So that's what's going on with them. There you go. And I'll be there. Have me tickets. I'm seeing them in Leeds because there's no Dublin date still, which is really annoying. But um, by all accounts, the Aviva date went amazingly for them. Like uh, People were just reminded of how much they loved their songs. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so I, see little, um, I see a little Brandon in the background. Is oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I have a little picture. I, I printed out the cover of um of their debut album. So I have some album covers on my wall. And yeah. I've just put that in the background for the purposes of this Zoom call. It's over <laughs> somewhere else. But uh, it's one of my it's one of my favorite albums of all time. So, yeah, it uh, means a lot to me because at the, t- at the time, like I was I was like 19. So they were like 16, whatever. Teenage girls, 16, singing about their experiences. And the first album is very much that. It's very much from their perspective. Like there's one song, song called Look At Me where it's like, I'm still your little girl. Like they're singing to their dad going, look, I need to be become who I'm going to be, but I'm still, I'm still me. I'm still your little girl. Anyway, so there's me, 19 year old, not a little girl. But um, <laughs> I, I just found that this album really resonated with me and it kind of matched my own little journey to whoever I was going to be. So that's just why I kind of hold it quite close to my heart. But from then on, for, so from when Heidi joined, then they became something else. They became actually this huge, big, flashy pop group who that was getting number ones all the time. And, you know, she was smile. She's such a smiley person, Heidi. So that whole element was kind of gone where they were like mysterious and like, you know, uh, glum and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. so Heidi brought that new element. Their new label, I think, really found songs that were just designed to be hits, which wasn't really the case in the first album. And they got them. They got them again and again and again, like big ballads, like, you know, uh, like Too Lost in You and 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 Stronger, which kind of harkened back to the original sound. And then just huge like radio hits, Round Round, uh, Hole in the Head, uh, Push the Button, Freak Like Me. I mean, the, the, the lineup changes then was like a whole thing that kind of, I think, chipped away at people's faith in them as a group. And like, what is going on here? There's another new one, you know? So uh, as, as you probably know, Katie, by the end, the three sugar babes were three completely different singers from the original lineup, like just yeah. three whole new people. And yeah. so then now for me as a stan of 1.0 to have them all back together again and to have them then singing the big songs from the Heidi years, which some people have a problem with, but uh, Heidi sang Overload and stuff and she joined the group, you know, which was Siobhan's song. I'm rambling a bit here, but yeah. it's uh, very satisfying for me as a fan to see them back together. Cause there's something about, their blend and their harmonies of those three uh, original members is just what absolutely does it for me. But Evan, I guess you're just you're you're more into like the big pop hits of version two onwards. Well, not really, because like, I wouldn't say I'm more into them, because when I actually listen back to One Touch, I actually feel like a lot of those songs could be hits now. You reckon? Yeah. I think so just because like it's just a bit more like it's just I don't know, just kind of where we are in like the world. It's just kind of a bit like grungier and stuff like that. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just I was introduced to them as 2.0. I was a very young, I think, when 1.0 kind of came around. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I was introduced to them at 2.0 because then that's when it was kind of it was just kind of thrown at everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They were like a grade top tier girl group. And yeah, for a while. Um, yeah, that's yeah. all I knew. I didn't even know like they changed or there was anything different or. <laughs> yeah. But no, I didn't. And um. That's interesting. I'm I'm happy for you to be honest. Oh, get their back together. <laughs> yeah, I mean the lineup changes. The first one was kind of natural enough. So Siobhan left the group, and she was talking about the fact that there had been tension among them at the time. And um, she's since they've since kind of looked back at that and said, you know what? There were other factors. There were like management. There were label influences that kind of pitted us against each other, and we didn't have the chance to bond in a way that we have now. So like the story of them now is very much about reconciliation and actually finding your way 
through a difficult experience and coming back together. So she left, Heidi joined, they're huge again. And then Mutti, it was halfway through the promotion of their um, fourth album, Taller and More Ways. Mutti had recorded the whole album. She um, was experiencing postnatal depression. She They were going to release this song, Red Dress, which she really didn't like. And this supposedly how the story goes. So she she left. And so Red Dress was the first song featuring Amel. Um, and that was just a bit of a wonky transition. And then the last one, um, Jade Ewan was introduced. And she was actually meant to be replacing Amel. And she flew out to the video shoot thinking that's who she was replacing. And it's funny because if you, this is the song about a girl, right? It was a moderate hit. But if you look at the video now, there are three stunt doubles um, who actually, they have the same skin tone as, as the members who were supposed to be there, right? So Keisha, there's somebody who's got a darker skin tone because she was going to be Keisha's stunt double. And as it turns out, because Keisha was gone, Jade comes in. Now, if you watch the video, they've just changed that completely. So the, the, the three stunt doubles have their own storyline in the video as opposed to just being the stunt doubles of the members. So that was another wonky um, transition. Um, but look, that's girl groups for you. It happens that way sometimes. Do you think it was just signing a bad deal? Um, yeah, possibly, possibly. And there were obviously tensions within the group. Um, and I suppose nobody really knows the truth behind that, uh, apart from the members themselves. But Keisha is very vocal now about, you know, not looking back with any kind of ill feeling. And she made a TikTok recently where she was explaining, look, I know people want to know about other members because um, there's so many comments about Heidi was, you know, such an important member of the group, which, of course, she was for a long time. But Keith is just about, look, we're okay now. We're, we're just moving forward. These are the members of the group and it's all love and it's all positivity. And, you know, by all accounts, Heidi and Mel and Jade are all getting on with their own stuff and happy. So I don't think it's exactly the huge, huge drama anymore that it maybe once was. But some people are like, I want all six to go on tour together. Never going to happen. Know. That is never going to happen. Oh, not in a million years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like not that I know Anne, but I feel like if that even was to happen it wouldn't be the same it would actually ruin the experience I think yeah yeah I think so I think so um but there, there are so many good songs dotted throughout the the career with the other members um I actually really love easy which was the the single from the greatest hits and it was a relative flop like I don't think anybody really the general public really remember it too well but um I love a good flop so I really like that one <laughs> um but yeah, and so since then, so since Mutia, Keisha and Siobhan tried to come back, that's a whole saga in itself because um, they released Flatline. It didn't do particularly well. Um, and then their album, which they had recorded, they recorded loads of songs under this new deal. And they were leaked suspiciously, mysteriously um, uh, following them being dropped, I guess. And so all this great stuff that they've been working on just came out online. And um Genuinely, I would say probably their best ever material. Have you, have you, Katie? I'd say you probably haven't heard any of that because it hasn't been, you know, properly fully released. But Evan, did you hear any of that leaked stuff? Um, I've heard, a f- yeah, I've heard a few things. Yeah, it's really, really good. Like, it's really good it stuff. Really good. And so it's a shame that it kind of just was chucked out there. But there's been talk that maybe they're going to rework uh, some of the songs and maybe release them at the moment when they perform. They sing this song called Today, which was one of those songs from the original uh, MKS days. And so that's quite exciting for the fans because it seems like, is this going to be the new single? Like they keep performing it every time. So if you're getting back out there and you have a new single in mind, you would you'd perform it at the Aviva Stadium, for example, which they have done. And the lyrics are just about, you know, um, 
feelings of yesterday. I can I can feel them floating away. I'm living for today. So it matches with, you know, their whole story and and not harboring ill feelings towards the past. But uh, that's a great and there's loads of performances of it on YouTube if anybody's interested in hearing that. Um, but yeah, this, the, hopefully now that they've got the name back, um, hopefully there's lots of good stuff to come because they're just too talented and they're just yeah to me anyway they're far too special to let the the talent uh, go to waste. Yeah, and people are still they they actually do a lot of people are going mad for them as well like Glastonbury and stuff. Yeah, so they 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 were booked onto like a smaller stage um, at Glastonbury like and they people flocked to it to such an extent that they had to shut down the area and they had to put up these big flashing signs going it's full like don't come in and um, people were going absolutely wild I think as well though it's part of the nostalgia thing you know we were talking about nostalgia and I think there's like a 20 year nostalgia loop have you heard that um, theory where like 20 years later is the best time to like be nostalgic about something and so, of course, we're talking about the, they formed, you know, in, in 98, they were really big from like 2002, 2003 onwards. So I just think it's a real sweet spot now for people who are going to Glastonbury, you know, so they're like, what, 25, 26. They're, they're remembering when they were like five, six, seven, hearing these songs and um, and, and older, of course. Um, so I just think it's the perfect time. And the fact that they got the name back is huge. That's been a whole struggle. Like the, the fans like me have been um, over the years checking out the court documents because you have to uh, publish all these things uh, online, you know, trademarks and stuff. And mm-hmm. everyone's trying to do these like little um, quick courses in trademark law to understand like what is happening with this name. And at one point, Mutti announces on social media, she's like, I got the name back. I got the Sugar Babes name back. I'm so proud. And when people looked into it, she actually only had the trademark for a uh, wrapping paper, uh, ribbons and um, just stationery, basically, so she could release a little set of envelopes with sugar babes on it if she wanted, <laughs> but like no music. But now, thankfully, they have it for everything. Which I know is, that must be a hard thing to go through. I shouldn't laugh. I know it is for it is intrinsically funny. Sugar babes, but... paper plates. Can I get that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but look, the hits that they have are huge. Like they're like you know the likes of Hole in the Head, Push the Button, Round Round. People just forget about them. And then they hear them at a gig or a festival. They've had a few drinks and they go absolutely nuts. And that's what's happened time and time again. So I think the time is just right for them to be back. I also want new material as well as the old stuff, which is great. I need, like I need their, they can't just be a legacy act for me. You know, they have to have new stuff because the stuff that we have heard is so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, Do you want to add in, Evan? I don't know. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I think there is this whole nostalgia thing that's happening. Like, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is kind of banking on like a lot of early 2000s stuff with her style and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it is like this 20 year nostalgia thing that is happening. Yeah, she's bringing back the uh, the old Avril Lavigne kind of vibes, isn't she? Mm. Yeah. Katie's smiling. She loves Avril Lavigne. I do love Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, she had some great songs. Um. But yeah, so I'm just waiting on a Dublin date to be announced really for, for Sugar Babes. They keep kind of hinting at it. Um, but then I was like, oh, no, hang on. All these people who went to see Westlife are now going to want to get tickets to that. So they're now my competition for getting tickets. So now yeah. I'm actually annoyed that they performed so well at the Aviva and everybody loved them because now they're going to be you know, harder to get to. But uh, the, the tour seems to have sold well, like London, Manchester are sold out um, and a few other ones dotted along. So... Yeah, no, it's a good, t- good time to be a Sugar Babies fan. Oh, good. I'm delighted for them. Hopefully, mm. they, I I hope they make the comeback that they deserve. Like, I hope they, like, as you said, they release new stuff 
they get new fans as well as keep the older ones on board and just blow yeah. up again because I feel like they deserve it. And they yeah, it's impeccable. Not... Say again? They're vocally impeccable, I feel. Yeah, like they did some acoustic performances around the time they got back together uh, as MKS. Um, there's one in particular, Caught in a Moment, which was one of the songs that Heidi was you know, present for when it was a single. And they sang it. Uh, and I was actually working in that, the building that they were in at the time. Somebody, one of my colleagues was like, I just saw Keisha from the Sugar Babes in the lift. But anyway, I didn't see them. But <laughs> the vocals on this performance of Caught in a Moment are like exceptional, like the best harmonies and blend imaginable and that's actually the song that i was uh, listening to before it came out to my parents so it's like uh, if you if you like the lyrics are kind of relevant to that um so it's kind of an important one for me but yeah like the blend and and, and the chemistry they have vocally as much as i do enjoy the other members in various ways it doesn't really uh, compare for me oh and can we talk about heidi's um iconic uh Adlib uh, Stronger. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you can't have a Sugar Babes episode. Katie, do you know this? No. <laughs> Very we funny. We'll have to send it to you later. Um, right. So she just went on this vocal tangent, let's call it. And it wasn't a success. <laughs> and it oh. went on for like 15 seconds. And uh, maybe people will know listening, but uh, we'll have to send it to you later. Maybe yeah, they will know. Nails on the chalkboard, like it's very bad. Oh, maybe. Oh, I think I do. I think it I sounds basically have... like this. For like 10 seconds. Oh, no. Yeah. And oh. then Keisha's like, you go, girl, at the end. It doesn't look sincere. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> But look, everyone that. has their contribution to the group, and that was Heidi's. No, my joke. And Heidi had a Heidi. Heidi was the queen of the middle eight. She sang all the middle bits, like in the singles. And she, look, she was great and she's lovely, so smiley. But is say. she the one that people don't really like? No, Not... I'd say the opposite. I'd say oh, she's really? probably a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, I'd say so. I yeah, don't, don't like Amel for some reason. Really? Yeah. I don't know what, like, I don't really mind her, but like she's just like, I don't know. It's that's when it went downhill for me, is when the male joined. Yeah. So they had about you now then, which was huge, obviously huge, huge. But after that, it really tailed off. Um, and bless Jade, she was only in the group for like five minutes. So she didn't have too much of an impact. But to be honest, I really liked the singles they released and uh, like about a girl, where my kiss. I don't I don't like get sexy, but I wear my kiss and then freedom, the single as you mentioned in the rundown that they gave away because they were like, this is kind of tank. Let's just give it away for free. So that's quite an undignified end to just be like, look, just have it for free on Amazon. Like <laughs> enjoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like she went on in. to be a West End star and stuff like she's had, she's had lots of success. Oh, yeah. that's really good. I'm delighted for her. Yeah. Um, that's like when you two just put their song on everyone's iPhone. Oh God. Remember that. <laughs> Everyone like, no thanks. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> they just put it on everyone's Apple product and they're like, they go. That's yeah. for you. <laughs> that was it. That was a in terms of PR moves, that was a bad move. Yeah, I just deleted it. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. The odd person's dad probably kept it, but that was about it. Yeah, because they didn't know how to delete it. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, I'll listen to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Evan. Was there any um, scandals or criticism of the Sugar Babes? So, yeah, there was a few. I'll just I'll just read out what I can find. Um, I actually did find a good few things. So um, around the time of their success with Heidi, uh, 
the, the group's perceived moodiness uh, and alleged backstage cat fights and press junkie tantrums were a tabloid father in Britain. They were, they were surrounded by continuous rumours of infighting within the group and constant split reports. Rumours suggested that Buchanan and uh, Buena, so Keisha and Mutia, bullied Heidi Range. Although uh, Heidi herself re- repeatedly denied such allegations, Mutia Buena later admitted that she did not speak to Heidi Range when she first joined. And according to Keisha, there was only one serious follow between herself and Heidi Range during a 2004 gig in Dublin, a disagreement around Britney Spears' song Toxic, which they later admitted on a TV show that that was true. <laughs> What's the disagreement? Arguing about the big, the important things in life. <laughs> what's, what's to argue? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But isn't it the way, though, things can flare up over tiny little things? Like, uh, often any of the biggest arguments I've ever had came from nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like agree simmering with that. tensions and stuff. And then it just explodes one yeah. day over, like, Britney Spears' talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so probably the biggest scandal happened, um, although there have been different various groups members, group members leaving for different reasons, the biggest one to kind of shock everyone was when Keisha left. Mm. So uh, she took to Twitter to say, I'm sad to say that I am no longer a part of the Sugar Babes. Although it was not my choice to leave, it's time to enter a new chapter in my life. I would like to state that there were no arguments, bullying or anything of the sort that led to this. Uh, that led to this. Sometimes a breakdown in communication and lack of trust can result in many different things. So critics and fan re- fans reacted very negatively to this news and British broadcast broadsheet, The Guardian ran an article named Why the Sugar Babe Show Can't Go On Without Keisha. Digital Spy ran an article called Keisha Buchanan, We Salute You, in which they thanked her for her contribution to the incredible pop songs. So according to Heidi and Amel, both women wanted to quit the Sugar Babe themselves only to find their group's management decide that they would follow, follow them rather than find two new members for, for Keisha. In September 2020, uh, Keisha stated that she did not know she was ousted from the group until after a public announcement of her departure had already been made. She said that she had known Jade Ewan uh, before she replaced her. And whilst appearing on um, Leanne Pinnock's documentary, Race, Pop and Power, she claims that she was ousted from the group due to her due to her colour of her skin, claiming that if she spoke out about anything, she was deemed a bully and aggressive. Yeah, that that whole those tropes and those, um, you know, really harmful stereotypes and sometimes unconscious biases obviously really came to light uh, in 2020 around the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think really just put a new focus and a new kind of enlightenment, like unfortunately to say, because it should never have been the case in the first place on these reputations that some black women had or black people in the entertainment industry that just they had negative connotations and I suppose it's not really you know my place to speak about that as a you know as a non-person of color but I think it's important to be uh, anti-racist it's important to be an ally to people and I think that um, Keisha and she has a, a really good video on her YouTube channel about it I think that was definitely a factor there and it's a really kind of it's a really dark aspect of their history yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's just mad to think about. Was yeah. there all? Was there ever just an all-white trio? Um, no, I don't think so. Funnily enough, no, no, no. Right. Well, then that's just my brain being like whitewashed and like 
in the just in the pop industry i i never actually realized that there were people of color in sugar babes maybe right, yeah. that's my bad maybe that's some inner work i have to do but I, when i think of them because like as as i said i've never been a fan Mm. I've liked their music, but I've never been a fan. I and I've actually never been really a music video girl. Oh yeah, so you just never, hear the songs on the radio. I stuff. just hear the songs on the radio and have my own per- like perception of who these people are. Yeah. Um. So I didn't actually realize until today, and then that's just that's crazy to me that that would happen then. Yeah, there was just there was just a lot of talk about uh, about bullying, and it was mainly it was mainly put down to Keisha, and this is from people who have no clue what happened you know mm-hmm. as, as you know yourself tensions can happen among small groups among colleagues among friends yeah and and it's rarely just down to you know one person being whatever it's just it's just more complex than that and people were very quick to kind of point the finger and I think that's what she was you know hoping to talk about on uh, Leanne's uh, documentary so it's yeah. an important conversation to have definitely uh, yeah and to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen going forward absolutely no i agree with that i'm good. definitely gonna look more into that because that's interesting mm. it is it's um it's just madness to think that that would even happen you know yeah but then again the music industry guys the music industry yeah absolutely <laughs> so, yeah that's all i have to say on that he's never gonna release an album <laughs> <laughs> come on katie release that album don't be scared oh sure maybe it's in the works who knows no one no one wants that um but what like it's just like I'm I'm not shocked I'm not shocked but I'm surprised do you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. like I'm not like oh my god what but I'm also like what like that probably makes no sense my brain is so tired at the minute but <laughs> yeah it's just it's not something that like flabbergasts me like I can imagine something like that happening um yeah at the was... same time I'm like oh my god that actually happened to somebody yeah and it's kind of an, an underlying prejudice you know it's one thing to to, to, you know the, the, the top level of that kind of thing which is actually being actively racist and everybody knows that and everybody sees that yes. and knows what that's like but yeah. if this is an underlying kind of pervasive kind of um, just a, a lot more hidden under the surface. And I think the last few years, hopefully, certainly has opened my eyes to, to identifying that a bit more. And yeah. so hopefully we've just kind of moved on from that being something that can happen. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Everyone's eyes are opened a little bit more so we can catch ourselves when we do stuff. And we're yeah. like, oh, oh, that's actually not the way yeah. I think yeah, because we've yeah, all been yeah. so conditioned yeah. through media and through just probably like personal influences and like family influences and whatever because as we said mm. we are moving through times like everything's always evolving and changing so I think it is it, they're good conversations to have to remind ourselves like maybe we do have to recondition our brains as like a tiny little bit just to kind of as you said, open your eyes and think a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. just a bit, a bit more awareness of yeah. other people's experiences. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the next one I have here. So in an interview with uh, the Sunday Time Style uh, magazine to promote the re-release of One Touch, Keisha claimed that she and her bandmates were told to argue. 
She said, there was this one time when me and Mutia, we had this argument in Fulham in a rehearsal studio. Honestly, I don't know what it was about. And these two producers pushed us into a room together. They told us to fight each other. They pushed me and Mutia into a room and don't, and don't say names said, right, you fight each other right now. And we wouldn't. We refused. I will never forget just standing there in tears. Mutia, who was also present in the interview, add, added, oh, people would be appalled if that happened now. I think they actually enjoyed letting us think that one was better than the other. People knew what to say uh, to each one of us is private, is, is going to keep it going. Someone around us thought, uh, actually, this is kind of edgy. It wasn't enjoyable. I don't think it was a good idea at all. But I think they clocked on to the fact that it all added to the mystery, the interest in the group. So it just carried on. Yeah. I feel like that's like the base, not the basic, but the like age old theory of pit them against each other and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And so you can keep uh, control of them if you divide and conquer that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you, they can just be your little, you know, puppets to, to make you money, I guess, was the intent behind that. Yes. And that they wouldn't then, you know, join forces. And maybe like the Spice Girls did a different situation, but, you know, sack their yeah. manager, that kind of thing. And yeah. for me, that, that's why it's so gratifying because I just saw them on stage on Saturday night over in Margate and they looked so happy. They looked so just together. There was a real sense of togetherness. They were like smiling yeah, at not. each other at different points. And it just they're not they're not in it now to be rich like they're probably not going to be hugely successful now because the music industry has changed so much. They're doing it, I think, because they love singing together. They are they have a sisterhood there. They've been yeah. through so much. And so that's just lovely to see uh, for me as a fan anyway. Oh, that's really nice. Like, it's nice to think of like they they were together. They got whatever happened, like they lost their name. They got it back. And now, as you said, they're just in it, enjoying the moment of being like, we done it. We got yeah. it back. Like we're here now. We can enjoy it together now. So that's really, really nice. That seems to be what's really powering them. And as I said, I mentioned the legal battles. They've been waiting for like, eight nine years for the chance to do this again so it must feel great for them as well and like i didn't even realize that they lost their name like yeah so just the, the management company of the most recent lineup um just had the trademark and they weren't gonna let it go and i don't know exactly the, the ins and outs but the yeah. court case went on for years and then just as they released the the cover of flowers um 2019 it was like featuring sugar babes and that was the first we heard that they were, could be called sugar babes again and they performed on graham norton and it was like it's the sugar babes and that for the fans was like a huge moment that these Aww. three were being called the sugar babes again after all they'd been through that was a great Aww. performance as well so good so good and then of course COVID happened and as with a lot of things the plans were completely derailed so by the time the 20th anniversary of one touch came out it was already you know 21 years later but yeah. sure, everything was affected so yeah that's madness. Yeah, so you mentioned the legal bat battle there, so I thought I'd just include it. Uh, so Mutiabuena took sig a significant step in, step in the legal battle of the rights of the Sugar Babes name. After she won the right to use the name to market certain products uh, with the name of the girl band on it. Uh, the singer announced that she... Um, no, I already said that. So it appears that after announcing on Facebook that she won the rights to the Sugar Babes name, it was revealed that she won the rights to paper, card cardboard and goods Namely, stationary paper gift wrap and paper gift wrapping ribbons. <laughs> yep. 
I mean, get it? Like, start a little. Or you can. I mean, start off somewhere. <laughs> Give me those paper plates, please. <laughs> start a little Sugar Babes Craft Company. <laughs> yeah, we'll sponsor all your parties. Um, oh, no. That's what I do. Like, that's like me. I'd be like, I got it back. And everyone's like, no, you can sell pencils. There you go. I'm like, great. That would happen to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, so sugar babes are just they're just iconic, aren't they? And you know, I'm just I want the paper plates. I just I'll just say it again. Okay, we need to get those. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so now school is in session for uh, Kevin and Katie. It's a little pop quiz all about the sugar babes. Oh, go on. Ten questions. Uh, so uh, because there's it's usually either she's quizzing me or I'm quizzing her because there's two of you now. Yeah. Uh, you just have to uh, say your name and then give the answer, okay? Or just jump in because honestly, I don't think I'm going to be uh, very knowledgeable <laughs> in this one. So. Okay, let's see, let's see. Okay, so uh, question one: How many members has there been in the to- uh, in total across all the Sugar Babes lineups? I was giving you a chance there, Katie. Do you want to go for that one? Um, right. I'll just take a guess. I think I'm so wrong. I'm just going to say nine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. I, I'm just, I'm just saying like, come in. But that's the thing, you know, the joke about you know half the population haven't been in the in the sugar babies at some point. So yeah, oh. I'm not surprised you went for a higher number. Yeah. Okay, I just feel like there were so many lineups now after this. I'm like, oh no, right? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Question two. Uh, this is multiple choice. What song is this lyric from? When you stare in my face, you're messing with my brain. Is that round round? Push a button. Get sexy or about a girl. <laughs> and we go uh, round round. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm tapping out. It is Kevin. This I love how it just okay. Katie's head. It's just all you. It's all you now. Yeah, tap now. Tap okay, now. you can have this one. Right. So, Kevin, question three: It's true or false? Angels okay. with dirty faces was featured on the Powerpuff Girls movie soundtrack. Mm, I know it was featured on a animated thing. Whether it was that exactly or not, I don't know. I'm going to say true. That is true. Okay. <laughs> Put that in there for Katie. She loves the Powerpuff Girls. I do, oh, yeah. I do, yeah. And I would have said true as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so question four, uh, another multiple choice one. Sugar Babe supported what band while still tour in 2006? Was it Five, Take That, Boyzone, or Blazing Squad? Ooh, Take That. That's right. Wasn't one hundred percent sure on that one, but I'm relieved. Very good, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Question five: <laughs> Which member is the only member to have a solo number one? Ah, oh, my girl Mutia. It's actually not. Ah, oh, solo number one. It's a male. Oh. Featured on the Tinchy Strider song, went number one. <laughs> I was so confident. Where did Real Girl go? I don't know. That should have been number one. No, that's a bop. Um, I'm actually mortified. Can you cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I can own it. I can own my failure. That's fine. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, well, song for Mutti, I should have been number one as well. You know that one? Oh, yeah, I love that song. So good. Okay, uh, question six. Which member was a former member of Atomic Kitten before joining the Sugar Babes? If she was here, she would say, me, e, 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 Heidi. Oh my god. <laughs> Question seven, multiple choice. Yeah. 
Two Lost in You was featured on which 2003 movie soundtrack? Love Actually. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I ruined the question. I love I said multiple choice and he just jumped sorry, right in. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's all right. I do that too sometimes, don't worry. <laughs> question eight. How many number one singles has the group had? Oh, no multiple choice for this one. I can give you multiple choice if you want. No, no, no. It's okay. All right. UK number ones. Yeah. Okay. Whew, I don't actually know. Freak Like Me. Um, round round, um, definitely holding the head, push the button. Oh, uh, wild card, um, that one with girls allowed about you now. <sighs> I think I'm wrong, I'm gonna say six. No, you're right, it is six. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. All right, uh, question nine true or false? Girls was featured in an ad for boots. Da, 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 true, <laughs> hated it, absolutely hated it. Time. Oh my god, hate that song. <laughs> Question 10. Which boy band did Sugar Babes recently open up for on their tour? Westlife. Katie's rage and she didn't get that. Oh, sorry, you could have you you come in there. No, no, no. This was your quiz. I just knew because one, Evan said it, and uh, two, I'm a big Westlife fan. But, like, I remember I actually, you saying that, yeah. I yeah. That in the previous episode. I didn't realise that until today. So, like, that <laughs> was all for you. Yeah, you're not that big a fan if you didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where were you? Um, I didn't get tickets and I was actually very sad, but my boyfriend lives very close and I was out the back listening. Ari. Oh, great. So, uh, but I have an answer for where Real Girl went and it was, it peaked at number two. Ah, so it was very close. Very close. Very close. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for that insight. And it was held off the top spot by um, Rihanna's umbrella. So, you know. Oh, okay. oh fair enough. That's fair enough. We yeah. We'll allow yeah. it. We'll allow it. <laughs> so next up, we're going to put Sugar Babes on our pop scale. We ranked them out of five based on their place in pop culture and how much you like them. Kevin, out of five, what do you give Sugar Babes? Do you know what? Original lineup is like five squared for me, right? Just the maximum ever. Mm. And then the other ones, are less so just for me. And I think in terms of cultural impact, they're not a Spice Girls. You know, they're not. No, so no. therefore, I, uh, controversially, I'm going to say probably four. Okay. Katie, what about you? Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to give them two and a half. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's nothing to do with them, but it's just like my own kind of me. Like before this episode, I probably would have given them all and a half. Okay, well, they're going up in the right directions. That's cool. So they are, they are. Like I've I've learned a lot this episode, and I've gotten some like a lot of insights. And now I'm actually like scored to go and like listen to older stuff that I'd never listened to, like off you the must. charts and stuff like that, and uh, just kind of look into like little bits about them. Um, because I knew we had somebody coming on that knows a lot about sugar babes. I knew Evan had some knowledge as well. So I wanted to kind of take a backseat on this one and learn. And I actually did. So um, as you said, like they are they're phenomenal. The vocals are amazing and like they're back together. They're probably, as you said, they're not gonna be as successful as ever, like as they ever were, but mm. like um and they're not in it for the money and stuff anymore or the fame. They're just doing it because they love it. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to give them a two and a half. That's fair enough. Yeah. If you're going to listen to anything, I would say listen to, go on YouTube and have a look at Caught in a Moment, okay. the acoustic version from 2013. That's okay. my one recommendation. And just 
relish uh, revel in the vocals. I'm going to put it in my uh, search bar now. Definitely. I'll listen to it straight after this episode. Okay, so I'm going to give them a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, yeah. So the reason why I'm not getting the full five is I do love them and their music is kind of just, I think it's it's just a, very nostalgic and it's always going to be around. Like you said, they're not a Spice Girls. They're not a Little Mix. They don't really have, you know, that kind of thing. But they are vocally great. And yeah, uh, I think they are, you know, kind of having a great time right now and they're just doing it to have fun, I guess. And just, you know, be kind of take the moment back that was kind of taken away from them 20 years ago. Mm. Yeah, fair. I could co-sign that. I think they're better than Little Mix, to be honest. But anyway. <laughs> what did you say? Never mind. You can, you'll oh, hear it when okay, you listen okay. back. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Kevin, what's popping with you? What's popping with me? There were two things I that came to mind. So one, I'm a bit late to it, but I recently watched the Channel 4 comedy series, Big Boys. Have you seen it? Yeah, I love it. So good. Have you seen it, Evan? No, I haven't seen it, unfortunately. You oh, need you need to watch on. it. You need to watch it. It's about this guy. So it's it, it's about this guy who's gone to university and he's not out yet. And he meets this like typical lad straight guy and they bond. And there's just there's so many very specific pop culture references. Like there's a whole thing about Gamu not getting through on the X Factor years ago. I don't know if you remember that, but like she was like, she didn't get through and everyone said she should have got through. Uh, so I'd really recommend that. And then the other thing is um, a song called Taste So Good, uh, the Can song. Have you heard of this? So Can is like a cannabis infused drink okay so random and this is a song just to promote it and oh. i'm telling you now it is the best pop song of the year uh, it's by like m and ek hayley kyoko um oh. kesha and um who's the fourth person vincent and um it is a huge huge bop so that, that's what's popping for me fab love that i will definitely give that a listen give it a go so katie what's popping with you Oh, I can't even remember um, where I work. <laughs> uh, now, what is popping? Well, the gorillas, I suppose I'm on a gorillas buzz because I am going to see them tomorrow. So I'm really, really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely don't think I've watched anything. this week. <laughs> I'm not even messing with like YouTube just because whatever, but not a specific channel, just whatever comes up on my like home. Um, but I do like an Irish podcast and it's called That's What I Heard. Um, but I've I've already spoken about it before, but it's still popping with me. I love it so much. Right. And um, oh, did I talk about Gubu last week, Evan? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm going to say it again here. Mm. So if anyone didn't listen to last week's episode, there's an Irish podcast called Gubu, and it's about a murder that happened in 1982. It's actually about two murders that happened in 1982. It's a completely true story. It's a six part series and it's absolutely incredible jaw dropping. And oh. I'm still obsessed with it. Like I listened to it last week and I'm still thinking about it. It's amazing. I love a true crime podcast, so that's that sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, and it's the fact that happened, like, literally. Like, I asked my mom if she remembered the case, and she was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it was everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Crazy to know that, like, my mom lived through it. And it's mm. so profound that it's like my jaw was on the floor. Wow. Yeah. Check that out. Mm, it's good. Goo-boo. G-U-B-U. <laughs> Evan, what's popping with you? 
Well, uh, Katie, you're not going to like this, but still season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Do not start. I mean it. We have a guest. I won't. I'll be really nice. Keep your composure. (laughs) If you if you I would like to apologize last week for Katie's behavior. But my behavior. (laughs) I need to listen to this episode now. See what went down. Listen to the last five minutes. Evan got really annoyed at me. I nearly fucking broke the computer. Um. <laughs> Sorry. I enjoy it. I think it's better than last season. I think last season oh, was a bit of a mess, yeah. I think, for COVID reasons. And I do like it. And I think um, I think Joshua Bassett is just uh, great. He's a great actor and a great singer. I like him a lot. Yeah. Right, I'm not going to drag it, but can I just tell Kevin, like, my? it's not an issue with it. It's just I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get the concept. Of the I've series. explained the concept to you. I know you've explained it. Doesn't mean that I understand why. Oh, it's well, of course. Do you know what's funny? You're saying you talked about it last week. I've listened to a few episodes and you talked about it in one of those as well. Yeah. <laughs> like from like last year or something, 18 months ago. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, I, I can kind of I can kind of understand. Like it's like, oh, high school musical, the musical, the series, oh, what's going on there? And like they're kind of saying it's a documentary. It's more so in, in season three, but um yeah, just go with it. Go with it and just enjoy the, the bops and the, the comedy. It's, it's, it's good fun. It's good See, fun. Because my viewpoint was like, is it not just likely but for the new generation? Um, co- broadly comparable. Broadly <laughs> comparable, I think. Right, it's not a million you. miles away. It's I not a million miles you, away. Shut up. Well, um, someone else is agreeing with me, Evan. So okay, actually, right. one thing. No, wait, wait, wait. Something else is popping with me. I forgot about it. Okay. It's called... um. Actually, oh sorry, my don't mind me. Um, it's called like mythical something. Um, it's like the mythical good mythical morning chef makes celebrities death row meals. So oh. it's actually amazing. Um, I watched jo- I watched Josh Peck's one, and I actually watched Corbin Blue's one, Evan, oh, because that. they spoke about Corbin coming back on the series. And they were mm. talking about that and stuff, and um, and they were talking about everything, and it's in it's incredible. Like they literally have about eight dishes that they just eat and talk. But if you if you have any existential dread, like it's not great, which I do. I that's like one of my biggest fears. But um, they talk a lot about like death, and they kind of get into mm. a bit of religion as well. It's very very interesting. But um, I will. I can't remember the exact name of the channel now, but we will share it on our Instagram for anybody listening. Oh, it's a YouTube thing? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, so I'm just going to continue on. I was really interrupted there. Thank you. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Just kidding. So yeah, High School Musical, the musical series, season three. Also, what came back for season three is Never Have I Ever. I started it earlier this year and I really enjoy it. It's executive produced by Mindy Kaling, who I absolutely love and is one of the loves of my life um yeah so katie also the characters in that are 16 as well i know that triggers you but you know um just to let you know that just in case you're triggered by that at all um no the characters don't the actors being 16 trigger me oh. none of the actors are 16 i'm moving on okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, right, fine. and then finally i guess pretty little and actually not i guess i actually really enjoyed it uh, pretty little liars original sin it's horror series and i've been kind of looking for a new horror series and it's very slasher inspired so yeah definitely that it was say if me as somebody who never watched pretty little liars 
Could I just hop in on this new one? Or oh, no? yeah, absolutely. It, like they, okay. they mention Rosewood in one episode, but like there's no call outs to like OG characters or anything like that. Like it's okay. a completely new show. Cool. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, Kevin, you want to plug where people can find you and all your things, what you're doing? Yeah. So um, so I have a podcast, uh, as mentioned before, it's called Things Gay People Like. It's kind of just a lighthearted, uh, again, it's a pop culture podcast. So um, if you're a fan of this one, you may enjoy. Um, so every, every uh, episode, somebody just comes on and talks about something they like and why it means something to them. Um, and we're on social media at Gay People Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, newly on TikTok. Wow. Having a bit of fun on, on TikTok. I'm not sure I really understand it yet. Oh, yeah. I love your series on TikTok where it's like the three songs and the skit. Oh, do you like that? I really think that's really good. Oh, thanks. Thanks. The Little Mix one did well, even though I was saying that um, that they ripped off GRL Ugly Heart. But like the mixers, I think, let me get away with it because I was really nice about some other songs. So, yeah, thanks. Kevin, can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you want to come back on this pod? To talk about what? To, uh, you, is you don't disrespect Little Mix. You want to oh, sit back. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that's a sorry, sore sorry. subject. Like you, Evan's gonna block the two of us. Oh, come on, come so. on! Shout out to my ex. Come on, that's a tune. Okay, Katie, we're gonna tune that sounds a lot like another tune. <laughs> anyway, I like the rest of their stuff a lot. Katie, where can the people find us? Come on, I'm not. I'm literally about to quit my own show. <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for this. I'd love this to keep going. But anyway, people can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts, and you can give us a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if you think your family and friends would enjoy this podcast, they can find us anywhere they get their own. Yeah. So that was our Sugar Babes episode. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I didn't waffle on too much. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. No, thank you so much. It was amazing. I really appreciate it. Cheers, guys. And you will hear from us next week. Bye.